Um, but, what, but I will say, <laughs> watching watching John Krasinski uh, on wires uh, flailing his arm, uh, yelling oh, as he's no. uh, as he's shredded was was also a lot of fun. This doesn't that. look fun. Does not look fun at all. Wow, I love. That they actually, I know the, the filmmaking process is just, it, it is how these things are made. But just the idea of they put Jim slash Jack Ryan on these wires in the screen screen set. And Sam Raimi just said, now scream. Now scream. Now your body's string cheese. Okay. It hurts. It hurts more than anything you've ever experienced. Scream. Bulge your eyes out, John. Do it, Jim. Do it. I like to think that Raimi is uh, secretly Dwight uh, with a mask on. Yeah. Uh, quite hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> seed controlled me jim i can do this jim it's my office now jim <laughs> he does the fake right <laughs> uh and a, a huge huge thanks to the whole ringerverse team yeah uh, joanna robinson Ma- mallory rubin for getting that great interview clip from uh from michael waldron michael waldron uh, great dude uh, love that dude he's such an amazing interview guest and they're amazing uh podcast hosts listen to everything from the ringerverse that's it's it's such a huge part of how i digest all these marvel <laughs> properties and everything uh so i learned so much from just like listening to them I know, it's just so wonderful and uh, and yeah, let's talk about it. Welcome back to New Rockstars. The Fantastic Four made its MCU debut in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, followed quickly by its MCU adieu. John Krasinski, Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic of Dimension 838 was unraveled in a string cheese, of course, but we are now finally learning exactly how that Krasinski cameo came to be, whether Krasinski will return to play Reed Richards again. Son, Son of a of Richards! Richards. <laughs> I, I screamed so hard, my earbud popped right out. <laughs> this is Inside Marvel, New Rockstar's weekly Marvel reaction show. And this week, we are talking about the Fantastic Four in the MCU. I'm Eric Voss. Yes. Here with me is MT. Dude, we are finally here. We have been waiting for Reed Richards for years now, in the MCU anyway. And finally, we got the fan cast of all fan casts, John Krasinski as Reed Richards. I'm happy. I'm, our the world our dreams good. came true, and a moment later... It was a nightmare. We've all won the Fantastic Three, and it's finally here. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what's crazy now? All these interviews from Sam Raimi, Michael Waldron, everybody have finally confirmed how exactly John Krasinski was cast in this film, how they originally considered James Bond actor Daniel Craig for this cameo, and the studio's plans for Reed Richards in the future. Are uh, one of these two actors going to be playing them? Are they going to go with a different actor for this uh, Fantastic Four movie that's coming up in the pipeline? We'll talk about that. But first, be sure to check out all of our merch options over at NewRockStarsMerch.com. There's a bunch of cool shirt designs based on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, as well as some other merch items, including some adorable Garganto stickers. And you can still grab number 15 in our latest obsession line of shirts, Shattered Madness. Support the awesome work we do here at New Rockstars and check out all of our merch options over at NewRockStarsMerch.com. All right, MT, what are we talking this week on Inside Marvel? Well, bro, we got to ask it. Will John Krasinski himself return as Reed Richards in the future MCU Fantastic Four movie? What do you think? 
Well, various interviews in recent days have revealed the Multiverse of Madness producer's intent by casting John Krasinski in the role of Reed Richards. Talking with Variety, screenwriter Mike Waldron said that he worked closely with Sam Raimi to bring Reed to life, but was not involved with the casting. And he said the question of his return is really a question for somebody else. It said in other, other interviews that it's above his pay grade. But in an interview with the LA Times, director Sam Raimi confirmed that casting Krasinski came directly from Kevin Feige. Raimi mm, said, quote, he it. thought it would be great because the fans had, out of nowhere online, chosen John as the choice to play Reed if they ever made a Fantastic Four movie. I think it was some straw, uh, I think it was some straw poll that had just appeared and people voted. And Waldron added, Kevin understood that was the online headcanon mm. and it felt like a cool way to make that dream come true and then turn it into a nightmare. <laughs> now, when asked about the Krasinski casting, Moon Knight head writer Jeremy Slater told comicbook.com, I think Krasinski is a really cool choice if that's who they go with for whoever the real version of Reed that gets introduced. Mm. I think he'd be an awesome choice. We didn't get to see him do a lot of fun stuff in there. It was more of an introduction and sort of a glorified cameo. Right. Now, in all of these interviews, Waldron and Raimi have confirmed that Wanda killing all of the Illuminati was something in Waldron's first draft of that screenplay. Mm. Waldron said that it was not in any of the outlines or the previs that they did for the movie. Waldron wrote it into the screenplay draft with no knowledge of who they would cast as Reed Richards. It was just really a kind of let's see if they let me keep this in. <laughs> and Sam Raimi read it and loved it. Feige approved it. And then it sounds like Feige then said, hey, let's put Krasinski in there as a nod to the fans who wanted Krasinski to play this role and then we'll crush their dreams moments later. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, furthermore, we learned that uh, Elizabeth Olsen, she did this amazing lie detector test. Oh, I Vanity love that Bears video YouTube so channel. much. Yeah, it's so <laughs> great. And uh, she said... And it's confirmed from the lie detector test that she never met John Krasinski. Right. She's never met the guy. She she never shared a set with him, confirming that what we all thought, Krasinski's cameo was shot on a private green screen set to, uh, you know, keep spoilers from getting out. And uh, Olsen was not there for that shoot. Uh, this is something that was done late in the production process, maybe on reshoots, which would explain why these other actors in that scene don't really react with the horrified reactions one would have if they watched their friend's head implode or another <laughs> friend get shredded into string cheese. And we also learned from Deadline's Justin Kroll that Krasinski wasn't even the first choice to play Reed Richards, mm. but they originally wanted Daniel Craig but that when there was an uptick of COVID uh, cases, Craig backed out. He was living with Lo he was living with his family in London. Didn't want to expose himself or his family by traveling to the U.S. to shoot this scene. Mm -hmm. So to me, the fact that they were considering the James Bond actor and then went with Amazon's Jack Ryan slash you know everyone's Jim Halpert uh, to be you know he was the top fan cast choice suggests that casting Krasinski was more of a one time stunt by Feige as opposed to like an indicator of their actual future plans for the character. Mm. Like if Patrick Stewart and Anton Mount aren't meant to be seen as the front men of those franchises and future MCU titles, I don't think we're necessarily meant to see John Krasinski as the MCU Reed Richards from here forward. But that doesn't mean that that's not going to be the case right. either. Like people obviously still love John Krasinski in this role. Not everyone loves him, but he seems to be a very popular choice. And, uh, you know, we now have this idea of variants. One, the 838 Reed Richards has died, but there are countless other variant futures out there where he could still play a living Reed Richards. Um, I thought it was interesting how they showed Reed entering uh, the frame through this square-shaped portal. Right. Just definitely evokes the way the TVA's time doors right. open in Loki. It's a different color, Very but the, the shape and the glow of it. It just suggests that Reed's tech might be later built upon by his descendant Nathaniel Richards, mm -hmm. aka Kang, aka Huey Remains, when he uses tech to build the TVA. 
Uh, I don't think we have to read into Jonathan Major's race versus John Krasinski's race. These relatives are a thousand years apart. We also don't know what other variants of Kang or variants of Reed Richards will look like. The MC Reed can really be any race. So setting aside how uh, Feige looked at Daniel Craig and John Krasinski as deliberately martyr versions of Reed's, which of these two, MT, do you think would be the better Reed Richards if one of them is going to be the actual front man, uh, front man in a future MCU Fantastic Four as variants from universes other than 838? And if not those two, what actors do you think would make great variants of Reed Richards to lead this upcoming MCU Fantastic Four film? Yeah, I, I, do, I don't feel myself personally that Daniel Craig would make the best fit for Mr. Fantastic. I don't know. I, I, I just personally don't see it. Um, and I did hear rumors that he could have been cast as Baldur the Brave. Um, and that, I heard that too, I, and, that that might have been another. And like, well, that's like yeah. obviously just a rumor, not confirmed. Um, but like, yeah, so like I would love to see um, John Krasinski come back. And like it, it would make sense for Marvel Studios to bring back Krasinski, considering that they just introduced this character. And that, you know, the 2015 Fantastic Four film still exists. And some people still saw it. And so a lot of people, you know still have them as like, all right, what, where's this team? Like, we're doing multiverses, so like, where's this team? So like, it would- it, I mean, is anyone MT not, asking where Miles Teller really. is in the MCU? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not be really. honest. Uh, but, but like, you know, I just feel like introducing yet another variant after we just got these two would be kind of confusing for a lot of people. So I think that Kevin Feige, you know, and, and with that quote of him knowing that the fan demand was for John Krasinski, and like, you know, people, even though this Reed Richards did kind of approach the situation in a very not smart way, if people do want to see more John Krasinski and like the whole, I want to see the Fantastic Family, like all of them, all six of them, just like, just roll, like just roaming about, like we it was sort of teased in, in a multiverse of madness. So yeah, I think yeah. that it's going to be John Krasinski. However, if, if, if it's not going to be John Krasinski, I've been a big fan of, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, my God. How big of a fan could you be if you're blanking <laughs> on his name? <laughs> okay, well, I think Dennis from from Always Sunny, but I, I keep getting his actual name. Oh, oh, Rob, um, not Rob McElhinney. Yeah. Rob McElhinney plays Mac. Dennis is... Uh, Glenn Howardin, there we go. Yeah, Glenn Howardin. Yes. I forgot his name because I heard that guy's a dick in real life. I... That's just... <laughs> Only personal examples. I I, I know people who know people who worked for him, and he was kind of a dick. Oh no! That's just personal anecdotal evidence. I'm not saying. Oh, I'm not trying to cancel the guy. I'm just. He he looks apart. I'll give you that. <laughs> Reed Richards is uh he's he's kind of that as a personality. So maybe <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Actually, MT, let's talk about this. Mm. What uh, characteristics mm. are we looking for with Reed Richards and Zu? What character qualities? What appearance ticks? What mannerisms? What uh, psychological? Like this dude, for? for me anyway, I, I feel like a good Reed Richards has to be obsessed with science mm. and like, you know, to yeah. a really detrimental degree to the, like, to the point where like he ignores his, his family and his kids and he prioritizes science over them. And um, I feel like that, that dynamic between like choosing your family over what you love to do is something that I, I really love to see in fantastic four comics. And so like, yeah, that, that obsess obsession with science, but like also treating it like a, like a sort of like a, an astronaut film. Like sort of like the mm. the Ant Man films are are an astronaut film, but they're more heisty astronaut films, and you're going down, whereas sure. the Fantastic Four go upwards into space. So like, I would love to see like a, a family adventure space, maybe even multiverse film, where these families just adventuring on these um like really wild um just cosmic 
adventures, and that's why they haven't been here in the MCU. But what do you what do you think? What do, what do you want in a in a good... you tap into such an important part mm. of Reed Richards' character in T, the obsession? Mm. Because like yeah, I think a lot of us can agree Reed Richards is definitely a nerd. A lot of people feel that it'd be great if he was played by a slightly older actor, right. kind of a daddy energy, a zaddy energy, <laughs> zaddy, zaddy or daddy. <laughs> Zaddy or Daddy, uh, I could go either way on that, but a bit of a bit of salt in that pepper in mm. the hair, I don't I don't have a problem with. That's why I like John Krasinski in the role. Yeah. You know, he's he's a dude who's like what he's probably in his forties now, right? Uh, and I don't mind Daniel Craig in that role. I think Daniel Craig can play that. It's just when you see Daniel Craig like in interviews, uh, he is a thespian. He's got like this Christoph Waltz energy right. to him. Um, he's like a kind of a goofball. So I, I think he can play different roles in the way that Krasinski can play different roles, but there is an obsession that uh, is missing from both of them. You don't imagine either of them would say no to hanging out with their kids. Right. And I think you need to see that. He's a, Reed Richards is a tinkerer. In fact, this is why I love rewatching classic films. Watch uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm. Richard Dreyfus. His character is exactly what we're looking for from Reed Richards. Someone who is almost unlikable. And I love watching uh, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind because it's like 70s Spielberg before Spielberg started making every single one of his movies about the fact that he's a dad. Um, <laughs> and uh, and he's even said later, he's like, if I shot uh, Close Encounters like in the 80s or 90s, it would have been a very different film. Richard Dreyfuss' character loses his mind it is a story about obsession mm. uh when you are uh met from some kind of supernatural force either from right. another dimension or from another realm or from another planet and it suddenly forces you to recontextualize everything that was important to you including your own family your wife your kids uh and that is a story of close encounters it, it you do not like his character by the end of that movie you're kind of like you're a dirtbag you're ruining your family right now mm. i think there is a, a tragic aspect to reed richards that could really be explored 100%. by a, a, an obsessive nerd uh to that uh extent i uh, a lot of people have been throwing around names like dev patel uh right. and henry golding and i think they could totally play that nerd that academic mindset to them um, but the tragic nerd, I'm interested in actors like John David Washington, mm. Hamish Patel. Watch Station Eleven, mm. if you can, on HBO. Hamish Patel crushes that role. Er. He is so hard to connect with, but your heart breaks when you watch him on screen mm. and can play that uh, that just that inability to connect, but that that desire to connect. Uh, but right. he has that bird's eye view of of the context, which makes him weirdly apt to survive the the crisis and the disasters of Station Eleven. Right. Um, but also kind of hard to connect with. And I think he plays that really well. I've thrown out uh, in the past William Jackson Harper from right, uh, that's Good a Place. Bit, I, I do want to see that myself. I think he'd be excellent as well. I mean, the guy's got a body for a superhero too. I mean, yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> But he's also a nerd who is like, you can imagine him tinkering and people are just trying to connect with him. But he is alone in his basement, just like branching out the multiverse, trying to connect with multiversal versions of himself. I think it's very important to see the DNA of who uh, his descendant, Nathaniel Richards, will become. Right. Uh, like the worst case version of that. But you need to see the DNA of that obsession in this character. I'm really glad you brought that up in T. Oh, yeah, for sure. William Jackson Harper would would literally knock it out of the park as Reed Richards. Though I, I do want yeah. to see, I just this just popped up in my brain just now, Eddie Redmayne. 
Um, I think he would really sure. do a really great job because, like, uh, he was in um the Theory of Everything, right? Was was that Eddie Redmayne? Yeah, yeah. And like, so like, he's got that like same kind obsessive of obsessive yeah. science, and like, he kind of has the build for uh, a Reed Richards. I think it'd be really fun to see Eddie Redmayne just just go crazy with Reed Richards. <laughs> yeah, and if we're gonna go older into like Daniel Craig's generation, I really think like. Andrew Lincoln has been thrown out there. Yeah, uh, he's definitely got more yes. more salt than Majorly. pepper in that beard. Mm-hmm. But like watching him on The Walking Dead, how obsessive Rick gets about yes. Yes. Uh, following his uh, his philosophy, mm-hmm. even when it's like problematic for his community. Like every community, <laughs> those people, the survivors join. It's so like, why, Alexandria, do not open your gates to these people. <laughs> You're all going to die if you let Rick and his friends in. And that's kind of like. The risk of Reed Richards is he is a guy who is just trying to find uh, in like a chaotic world uh, a safe haven, uh, and I think and often leads his his loved ones off cliffs. So I think Andrew Lincoln could play a really cool version of that. But I think uh, more than anything, more than just like the nerdy quality, more than just that wholesomeness that we want to see from Reed Richards, uh, the obsession I think is right. there more than any other Marvel character. Uh, like we've seen nerds before. We've seen Tony Stark as a paranoid futurist before, but Tony Stark is not nearly as obsessive as Reed Richards is. Mm. Uh, like they're, they're definitely risk-taking. They're definitely daredevils in certain ways, like nerdy daredevils in the sense of like, I am going to build something that may blow up everything, but I don't care. <laughs> um, but I think uh, Reed Richards on a multiversal plane is, is that aspect expanded uh, sure. exponentially. 100%. Well, let's talk about uh, Anson Mount and mm. Black Bolt's role yes. in this movie. And uh, what that tells us about maybe other universes that the 616 MCU is branching out to. Mm. But first, we want to thank Helix Sleep for sponsoring this episode. When I dreamwalk across the multiverse, I do it from the comfort of my very own Helix mattress. No matter what nightmare scenario my mind is transported to, my body rests peacefully and comfortably in this universe on a mattress from Helix. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes uh, just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and your sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Mattress is great for spinal adjustment to prevent morning aches and pains. Both MT and I have Helix mattresses. We love them. So just go to helixsleep.com slash inside Marvel, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and you will get matched to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash inside Marvel. Again, that's helixsleep.com dot com slash inside marble we also want to thank upstart for sponsoring this episode we've all been hit by unexpected expenses or bills before right and in times like that it's normal to not know where to turn luckily upstart is here to help upstart powered personal loans can help you pay down high interest debt all online with simple and easy to understand payment terms upstart has helped over 1.8 million customers on their path to financial freedom whether it's paying off credit cards consolidating high interest debt or funding personal expenses upstart can help you get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date rather than looking at just your credit score alone, Upstart's model considers other factors like your income, your employment, other information provided in your loan application to find you a smarter rate for your loan. Check your rate in minutes for loans between $1,000 and $50,000 without impacting your credit score. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. So don't wait and check your rate today at upstart.com slash marvel. That's upstart.com slash marvel to check your rate today. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash marble all right um 
Recently, Black Bolt actor Anson Mount tweeted, Finally able to discuss this without providing too many spoilers, getting the call from Kevin Feige was one of the most unexpected of my life. It was an honor and joy to finally work with Sam Raimi, who reached out to engage me on how best to do this, beyond grateful for the experience. Head exploding emoji. Very appropriate. <laughs> the emoji game. Uh, mm, chef's kiss. Um, but MT, I wanted to ask you, do you think Black Bolt's cameo in Multiverse of Madness could mean the ABC Marvel series like Inhumans, as well as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter, could finally be considered MCU canon? Absolutely. Like, as soon as I saw Anson Mount, like his face, I, I was like, you know what? Finally, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is canon somewhere within the MCU multiverse. It's not canon within the main yeah. timeline that we uh, were living in, I don't believe. I don't think that, you know, um, the, the humans or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. were factoring into the overall um, scope of, like, what's going on within the, the American government and all that stuff. That never happened in the main MCU. I think that what we're going to see in, like, shows like Loki, uh, maybe even Quantumania, possibly, that, um, you know, characters like, fan-favorite characters like Quake, Agent Coulson, um, you know, like all of them, like uh, Fitzsimmons, like they're all going to come back and just be like, hey, um, he, he, here's we're going to cross over eventually or get we're coming to Secret Wars because um, like we, we all know that Secret Wars is coming and that the Marvel live action universe has had so many different faces and like one of the most beloved and like I, my personal favorite is the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a lot and like actually the one of the first times I cried at a uh, at a piece of media ever um was when uh during the uh, spies goodbye scene of agents of shield i was like oh man i'm gonna miss you this is so sad um because I, I loved you know that whole team and like there's just i don't know like this is a weird vibe like you just, after so many seasons you're just like all right that's a that's a marvel family there so it'd just be really great to see yeah. them pop up in loki which is i feel like an appropriate show for them to pop up there but yeah what do you think about what this means with anson mountain black bolton and the Inhumans. Yeah, someone tweeted me uh, hoping that that seventh seed on the Illuminati dais could actually be uh, Phil Coulson from another universe wow. or from the Igri universe. I would love that. And I so love much. that idea. Like the, by the end of that series, especially Coulson was such like an elder. Uh, and and you know, my thinking is from Agents of Shield final season, th they've already been MCU canon at least within the multiverse. Like it's still not sure exactly within the six one six timeline. You know it that's that has not been answered yet. MT, you know you know the two of us are gonna get some some <laughs> crazies on Twitter yelling at us for not wholesale adopting every single episode of Agents of Shield as MCU canon. Nothing will be good enough for the Agents of Shield stands. I think the Agents of Shield stands on Twitter are becoming the worst. Bullies. Yeah, they can. When they can. They can de definitely be uh, pretty. It will. It's not enough that we just say it's in the multiverse. They're like, no, it was in the six one six timeline. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you destroy my fandom? How dare you insult me? Like they are so triggered yeah. by everything. Yeah, they, like, they're very passionate about sad. Agents of Shield. Um, but like, yeah. it, is, it is. But hey, we love Agents of Shield too. And I and I love that final season. I love how they use the quantum realm and the timeline logic. Mm. They they answered more about timeline logic than Avengers Endgame did, which I have to just applaud Agency Shield for doing that. So absolutely, they exist in the multiverse. Let's just be happy with that. Yes, you know, it's really good uh, news, and they're 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 going to cross over yeah. eventually. Yes, absolutely, and uh, especially when they introduce the fact that. Black Bolt is a keeper of the Terrigen Mist. The right. fact that they said keeper of the Terrigen Mist is so, so important mm -hmm. because it establishes the logic by which the Inhumans exist and uh, the way Quake was created. Right. Um, you know, from Daisy to Quake, 
uh, being wrapped in the Terrigen cocoon and, and getting her powers. Like, that's now MCU canon within the multiverse. And right. within the 838 universe, Inhumans exist. Terrigen myths exist. And it could even, just the fact that they introduced that term, I think that's enough to even say that it could exist in the 616 universe. Oh, absolutely. Part of me is holding out hope that Miss Marvel brings in the Terrigen Mist into that world. And I know I'm sounding crazy, but when you watch the Miss Marvel trailer, there is just a lot of fog. They have a lot of mist. Now, it may just be uh, an aesthetic choice. The director of that show just gets a fog machine and they're like, and action, fog, cue fog. Okay, great, cool. But I'm like, there's a lot of fog here. Some of that could be Terrigen fog. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. But I would just love, even if that, even if that's not how Kamala Khan gets her powers, I, I would just love if they introduce the concept of Terrigen Mist. Um, right. I think it is a cool, texturally different aspect of the world that I think we need to see on screen. Uh, in in live action. Oh yeah, I definitely feel like yeah, that was one of the, my biggest, um, ha well, the happiest things that I was about um, when I was watching Multiverse of Madness was the Terrigen Mist mentioned because like it is huge, and I think that this, in my opinion anyway, this sort of means to me that Miss Marvel will eventually have her comic book accurate powers. She just needs that Terrigen um, catalyst to activate, you know, whatever like rainbow powers that she has in the show will probably be like actually embedded within her DNA, which will allow her to do the similar thing, but with her actual skin and bones and make it really gross. <laughs> so, I just, so you think it's going to be something that's already in her biology as opposed to something external? I, I honestly feel like, you know, the, the energies that she's using in the show will end up being part of her biology when she does come in contact with the Terrigen Mist. I think that she will eventually mm -hmm. find these Terrigen Mists. And like we know from um, Spider-Man Far From Home that there are Kree uh, sleeper cells on Earth. And like, that's right. That's sort of how the Inhumans sort of got things going was because of Kree intervention on Earth in, in early society, messing with humanity and trying to make people better. So for all we know, those sleeper cells that they refer to them as could be entire Inhuman societies almost, uh, maybe run by the Kree. Cause like that's sort of what sort of happens for a little bit anyway in the comics. Um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely love that. feel like that these Terrigen Mists are coming to the MCU and they're going to factor into Miss um, Marvel's evolution, most likely after the Marvels, I feel, because I feel like the Marvels is like sort of explaining, it's going to be like the Rainbow movie. It's like, it's it's Bioluminescence, the movie. It's like glowing girls, let's do it. And then after that, it's like, all right, here's here's Miss Marvel. And like, we just wanted to explain how her powers worked um, before we actually transformed her. Um, outright. Mm. So anyway, I like how your brain works, MT. And I, I, yeah, I hope that Cree sleeper cell line gets justified at some point. Mm. I assume Secret Invasion is going to dig into a lot oh, yeah. of that. You know, sure. I think we're going to have Kroll sleeper cells and Cree sleeper cells. I think there's a huge shadow war that's been going on mm. on Earth and several other planets between. It's like. You know, the Americans, right? Like, there was... The Cold War was not that cold. There were spies <laughs> murdering each other and murdering people and murdering intelligence officers. And right. I think that's what's been happening in the Secret Invasion. I think there's been a shadow war going on. Uh, and, yeah, I, I'm just wondering still... It seems like, based off of that trailer, that uh, Kamala Khan gets her powers from these bracelets. Right. And it seems like it's a, a bit of Kree tech. You know, I just don't know if Mist is going to be part of it. Mm. It seems like we put on these bracelets. It's almost like a ten rings kind of thing or some other kind of bling, some other kind of jewelry or apparel we put on. Mm. And I'd much prefer if it if it's not the Mist, I'm, it's not the end of the world. Right. I just think, like, Mist should get introduced. If it doesn't uh, create Kamala Khan's powers, I would hope that someone, whether it's, like, you know, Cameron, maybe he, that's where he gets, he gets hit with the Mist, you know, mm. and he becomes his comic 
uh, version of, of the hero that he is. Um, I don't know if it's going to be given to her by Skrulls or by Kree. I think Kree are going to be the bad guys of the Kree-Skrull war in the MCU. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be suggested that the way uh, Carol Danvers got her powers, the source is going to be Kree at the end of the day. Yeah, Just I believe The it. actual medium of it will remains to be seen. But hey, why don't we leave it there for this episode of Inside Marvel? I can't wait to uh, to talk more about Miss Marvel with you yes. and uh, with other people on the channel, MT. It's going to be a very interesting world. We, I think we have a, a release date for She-Hulk coming later this yes. summer. Yes, She-Hulk. Um, so it's... We got a bright future ahead uh, here at Inside Marvel. Uh, don't forget to check our great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow MT at Mastertainment. Subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you all for watching. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.